Welcome. You are listening to Heartland Rooted Plant-Based Eating, a podcast dedicated to discussing common challenges and more importantly, successes with eating plant-based. I'm your host, Dr. Dan, and with me today as always, it's Bob. This podcast is not to replace the advice of your medical professional. Your medical professional should be made aware of any dietary changes you are making. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and should not be used to diagnose, treat, or manage any medical condition. Welcome, everyone. You're back at the Heartland Rooted Plant-Based Podcast. I'm Dr. Dan, and with me here today is Bob. I'm Bob, uh, the plant-based old guy, and uh, glad to be here with Dr. Dan uh, for another uh, opportunity to... uh, to share the, the wonderful benefits of uh, plant-based eating. Now, today's topic, we're going to talk about uh, what is whole foods plant-based? What does that actually mean? Uh, so if you're brand new to it, this would be a good place to start. So uh, the name in itself, I think the term whole foods plant-based, um, I think it was first coined by T. Colin Campbell, who is a not an MD or a DO. Uh, he is a PhD um, did and I believe he wrote the book The China Study. Right, uh, did his work out of Cornell, who was a, uh, I believe he was a chemist uh, by 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 trade, but uh, yeah, out of Cornell, and excellent book. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so whole foods, plant based. It, it's kind of neat term because it kind of tells you what it is. Uh, whole foods, it kind of it, what it means is it's your food is in the most natural state you can get it. And so if you have a apple, it is going to be more a whole foods uh, product than it is if it's an apple pie, because apple pie is much more processed than an apple. So trying to get your food as close to the way it came in nature as possible. Sometimes I like to say it, I'll I'll start off with uh, at least one joke. It's not really a joke, but it's trying to be funny. Um, If you want to know what whole food plant-based is, take a trek uh, either on your your computer uh, or go to the Miami Zoo locally and go watch the monkeys eat. They eat whole food plant-based. They're not eating out of a bag. Um, It didn't come through a factory. When food is whole food and it's plant-based, it looks as much like it did when it came off of the tree. It came off of the vine. It came off the stalk. Um, it, It was in its natural form. Now, sometimes that food gets ground um, or it gets placed in a certain way that it can be stored, but it is not something that was like, uh, for example, whole food plant-based is not granulated sugar because the sugar doesn't exist. It went to a factory and the, the the substances, whether that's beets, uh, sugar cane, and out came white sugar. So white sugar is not a whole food. It may have come from a plant, but it's not a whole food. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, I, the, uh, so the other part of the whole food plant-based uh, acronym would be the plant-based, and that's pretty straightforward. It comes from plants. It doesn't come from animals. Uh, it doesn't come from dairy. Uh, it doesn't come from eggs. So those, those products, uh, those have been shown uh, with some of the newer studies coming out not to be really all that healthy in the, di in the diet of, of human beings. It doesn't come from, and, and this isn't something I've coined, I've heard that other people say this, a whole food plant-based product, entity, doesn't come from anything which has a liver. So if it has a liver, whether it's an, a chick, an egg from a chicken, or cheese from a cow, or, or meat, it's not a, doesn't come from a plant. Yeah, yeah I remember a doctor, uh, we mentioned our first podcast, Dr. Caldwell Elselstyn, uh, his lecture, he jokingly said he doesn't eat anything with a face or a mother. So, and that's something that when you tell other people that they can relate to that, you know, they doesn't have a face or a mother. Yeah, okay. So. And, and I think one other add-on for, for whole food plant-based, um, if we want to go to to the, the purest of things, the apple off the vine, apple from the tree is the apple. Right. But when things even take chemicals to process them, even if they originate as a plant, if it took a chemical to process it, you're getting further and further away from the intent to eat things in their natural state. Yep. Uh, and when things are eaten in their natural state, uh, they'll be better than if they've been modified uh, by humans for long-term shelf life. Um, to preserve them and and things of that sort for transportation. Yeah. Yep. Now there there are some gray areas in there. Uh, one of the gray areas, I'll throw it right out there right off the bat, would be honey. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and and vegans. Uh, one of the difference between veganism and whole foods plant based, uh, honey is one of those that really is a dividing line. Uh, honey uh, for a vegan is a big no no. Uh, for whole food plant-based, it depends on what studies you're looking at. It looks about what doctor you're talking about as far as following their kind of subplans. Um, honey, of course, is very high in sugar, but there's some studies showing some health benefits too. So you can't really throw honey all the way out. Now, I would not be eating honey you know, every day, three times a day mm -hmm. by any means. But if you absolutely positively have to have a, a, a little bit of something in your coffee every day... Uh, maybe I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those. What is it about honey areas. that um, can have a, um, um, a a a harmful uh, impact? Yeah, it's the amount of sugar in it, and the fact that that sugar is not really balanced with any fiber. Okay. Yeah, so it's it it really does have an effect. Um, it, is it one of those cases that in moderation it's okay? I think that's something that in time will really have a more firmer answer. But right now, you know, I mean, if if that's the difference between you staying on this lifestyle versus not, you know, honey is one of those gray areas. Right. And there's alternatives. Um, if, if, some, 
a lot of people sometimes like to put honey in their coffee and things of that and in other drinks. And they, uh, there are alternatives. I know for, for, for coffee, some people have, um, have used uh, a ground up, uh, uh, I believe this is true, I've tried it myself, but ground up dates and things like that. Yeah. And over time, over time, and I used to be a big, uh, you know, whether it be sugar, stevia, uh, uh, which is uh, the stevia leaf, I believe. But I was the sugar and the creamer and the coffee guy. Yep. And I, I finally said, for the most part, I'm just going to drink it black, and I'm probably about 30% black. Um, now I have put honey in my my uh, coffee, so that's something I'll probably be talking to you on the side here, Doctor Dan, about. <laughs> and um, you know there are there are some benefits to it, but it it yeah. uh, does have um, you know, it does raise that blood sugar, uh, and for some people that's uh, that that's that's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, and and I I know the one place that you think about is is with Caldwell Esselstyn. Uh, when he, I don't believe he's a big fan of honey, but with, with Esselstyn, the thing you have to realize about him is he's trying to reverse heart disease. He's taking the sickest of the sick people who, um, you know, they really, this is what they need to do to get better because, you know, standard medical therapy is not giving them the results and he's trying to no. fix that. So, I mean, he is really pushing the envelope as far as what we can do lifestyle wise to, to, to make changes. So, you know, if, if you're an average Joe, uh, and, this once again is a little tough to throw out there because, you know, most people who have heart disease—I don't say most, but a lot of them—don't know they have heart disease. Right. So it's it's really hard to say, hey, it's okay, without really doing all the workup necessary to show that you're okay in the first place. But once again, you know, if this is the difference between making a change and not making a change, you know, it's. It's something that you can consider. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The essence of the whole foods, the plant-based, um, is, is sometimes another way of looking at it is if, if, it, if the food eventually will rot, then you're eating more whole foods than if that item can go on your shelf, sit there, for like a year and a half or two years and you go down and get it and the only reason you know that can of beans or whatever you've got in the basement or in the cupboard has gone bad is when it starts to bulge. Uh, you know, that's how long some of the, the amount of salt and junk that is placed in foods so that they don't go bad. Because I, I don't know, I've never studied this, but I bet you that I bet myself and that the bag of Fritos, nachos, the the the, the balls, the, the things that's got the container with the cheese balls yeah. in it, those things have probably been were probably made a year or so or six months before it ingested in the body, um, and and so to eat whole foods, I mean that was there. You know, before the Whole Foods were there, before PepsiCo uh, bought out Frito-Lay. Right. 
I mean, <laughs> the Whole Foods were back there when, you know, our ancestors, earthlings, uh, you know, in, 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 you know, the year 4000 and well before, they didn't, they didn't have a, um, a, uh, uh, a drive-through. They had to go eat things in their natural form. Yeah. And they have rudimentary tools. Um, so it just helps. I believe the body is designed it, to eat things in their natural form. It was not designed to eat things as they've been altered. And the way I, I look at it, my mind is a, a vehicle is designed to run off a certain type of fuel. Mm-hmm. And initially when they started, some people have said, uh, they fine tuned the cars a little bit better now. But initially when they started adding the ethanol, and some of the biofuels, the vehicles weren't necessarily designed to run off of that. Yeah. And now they've changed things so they, 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 they are with the ethanol, but our bodies were designed or, or, or they work yeah. when we eat whole foods in their natural form much better than when they are altered in some way. I'll, I'll tell my patients uh, uh, an alternate of that analogy. I'll say, if you have a sports car and you want that sports car to run really well, you don't put the cheap gas in the sports car. You put the right. good gas in the sports car because it, it's it's higher nutrition for that car. Same way with our bodies. You put the crappy gas in, you're going to get bad performance. And that's what standard American diet, for the most part, what the food is, is it's crappy gas. Uh, I just thought of something with the oat. If you take an oat, and I believe when the oat first comes off of the oat plant, you have something called a groat. And then from the groat, you could go ahead, you could go ahead and, excuse me for a second, uh, from the groat, then you could go ahead and you could make, um, a uh, uh, steel cut oats, which is the groat, basically chopped up more finer, mm-hmm. and then to to help with people eating of them and cereals and other things, they can get steamed. The 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 oats or the groats can get steamed, uh, add water to them, and rolled into a rolled oat. So there's a level of processing there, but the whole food would be the groat, or the whole food would be the brown rice, mm-hmm. which hasn't been stripped of its, like the outside might be called the germ, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But you strip to make it look white. Yep. Yeah, and the, 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 with the rice, one of the reasons they do that, too, is to help with the shelf life because the brown rice doesn't have the same shelf life, life as the, the, the white rice. Now, you mentioned earlier that's one of the issues with the standard American diet versus the, the whole food plant-based. 
is from a, a trying to get a food to the consumer, um, the processed foods are much easier to do because they do have a lot longer shelf life. Um, yeah, your, your example of the, the oat versus the groat, Ugh. you know, the one thing we have to be careful of is we don't want to throw, you know, oatmeal under the bus just because no, it's not no. the groat. You're exactly right, Dr. Yeah, Dan. You know, the, the, one of the things that with Whole Foods plant-based is you always want to try and be eating as healthy as you possibly can, but that doesn't mean you're failing if you don't eat the healthiest thing out there. You know, if, if the only thing I can get is, is you know, old-fashioned oats, um, or if I'm eating a old-fashioned old oats for breakfast instead of shredded wheat with the, with the sugar all over the top of it, you know, then that's a win, yeah. right? I, I, I'm with you, Dr. Dan. I'm sorry I, I took it away. I'm glad you gave that quick good clarification. But because one time I did get crazy enough that I was trying to go so so far to one end of the pendulum here that I went out and I bought some groats. And I said, I'm going to eat groats in my cereal rather than rolled oats. Well, I had to like leave it there for like half a day before it finally got soft. Or otherwise, I was gonna, you know, I'd have to be gnawing on that stuff for hours on end. And I said, that doesn't work. So, uh, I, I quickly, and now it's in my, my cereal mix I make, I use roll oats. Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. Take the lead, don't follow. All right. So, what, uh, what are, I guess the next question is, is, is kind of what kind of foods, you know, are we eating on a day to day basis? You know, um, you know, let's start start with breakfast. You know, I I know for me a big food that's a good one is is oatmeal, and with oatmeal a lot of people will add things, you know, berries and things like that, some nuts, uh, cinnamon is something that's good in oatmeal. One of the things I like to do is instead of going kind of for a sweet flavor, is to go for savory. So I'll take some, some kale and, uh, you know, cook some kale or some mm. spinach and throw that in there. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe add some savory spices to it. Kale to your oatmeal? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and believe it or not, it tastes pretty good. Yeah. It's, you wouldn't think it would, but it, it does. And it, it makes it to where you're, it feels like you're getting almost a more wholesome breakfast. It's going to stick with you longer than the, than the sweet version that a lot of people are used to. So when you make the oatmeal, are you adding water to the uh, the the oat flakes? I usually do water. Oats? Yeah, I usually do water. Um, you okay. could very easily do a, a plant-based milk. Okay. Too, to kind of, if you wanted a, more of a creamier texture, you easily could do that. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Well, what my go-to, and I have it about four times a week, uh, my go-to breakfast, and what I did have this morning, I have a cereal mix, and I take an old coffee can, uh, the the two to three pound uh, round coffee cans, with, uh, and and I, I I get a box, a small box of uh, of uh, uh, grape nuts, pour that in, uh, fill most of the rest with rolled oats, then I add uh, a couple of small, fit in the palm of my hand of mixed nuts and try to get the ones that aren't uh, dry roasted or anything everything from I got I got peanuts which is actually a bean I got peanuts cashews pistachios uh, the uh, sunflower the 
pumpkins and throw all that in there. So I got a few small handfuls of that. Not too much because I'm trying to stay away from heavy fat stuff. But, uh, and then a bunch of tape, maybe about two to three tablespoons or at least one tablespoon of uh, Saigon cinnamon. Uh, gives it taste good, I guess. Maybe it does something with blood sugar, I think. And then I throw almond milk on it, uh, unsweetened, and I got it so that my berries don't go bad. I, uh, I've i got a bunch of frozen berries, blueberries, blackberries. You can buy, I buy them in a, 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 a big bag. I throw those in there, stir it all up. Oh, I forgot. One of the most important ingredients is, uh, oh, this is going to sound strange, but... <laughs> That, that's the next thing that's going to sound strange. I, I forgot to tell you earlier. But um, what I add is I, I've got a mixture of chia seeds and uh, flaxseed. And I keep those in a separate container. I stick them in a grinder, coffee grinder. I grind up about two tablespoons. And I'll throw that into my bowl with my already mixed. Yeah, that, that's actually a really nice hack. Because uh, one of the things that people worry about... Uh, with whole foods plant-based eating is we're uh, with omega-3 fatty acids mm. and, and that chia seed that flax seed i mean you're just getting an omega-3 fatty acid bomb with those oh. so you, that that is a fantastic hack and then and then for some reason i think i heard i think i heard right i think it was dr gregor one time was talking about uh absorption of the uh the omega-3s from a plant-based source and somewhere along the line, I got the conclusion, but it seems like it's working for me, to eat a few sheets, the small sheets about the size of a playing card, they eat about four or five or six of them, of the uh, seaweed. Yeah. So I'll, I'll eat this cereal mix, and then I'll woof down the, uh, the uh, seaweed as we go along as I eat it, and I know that's kind of strange, but it works for me, and I like the taste. Yep, yep. I, I don't see any harm in that whatsoever. I mean, that also, I believe, would be a good source of iodine. Yeah. So that, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So uh, other things, you know, like lunch. You know, what, what the, you know, a typical lunch for, for whole foods plant-based. Um, I mean, uh, sometimes start off something simple for base, like either a sweet potato uh, or a uh, regular potato, you know, uh, then maybe add some vegetables to it. Ooh. You know, uh, whatever vegetables you have available. Um, a little bit of pepper, maybe. Uh, yep. You uh, uh, maybe add uh, one of our favorite ingredients. Uh, I call it nooch. I know that's. Nooch. Yeah, which is nutritional yeast. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, that would be a nutritional oh, yeast. I love it. That's a good source of uh, B12. Yeah. A lot of times, I think it's fortified with B12. Uh huh. Um, I'm not certain if it comes naturally in there, but a lot of them are fortified with B12, so get some B12 in there, and it adds a cheesy kind of flavor to that, too. Yes. I use it all the time, and I love it. Yep. Um,. You could, if you want to, you could make either kind of a marinara sauce, or um, or you could uh, do like a chili. You know, make a mm. bean chili and throw that on there. Yeah. You know, that would be a good place to go. So uh, there's there's a lot of, and that of course, if you look at it, I mean, that's a really filling meal. 
Yes, it definitely with all that fiber. Yeah. Definitely, because fiber is what 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 fills you up. Yeah. So now we've had breakfast and lunch. How how much cholesterol have we eaten today? Uh, none. None. We have had no cholesterol. Because the cholesterol, <laughs> you know, Doctor Dan could talk about this uh, this more, but uh, our bodies, uh, from what I know, make the cholesterol they need. And the only place we get cholesterol is from something that has a liver. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's this is definitely a very healthy way of eating if if your cholesterol is an issue. It one of the couple of things that I I go from a fruit standpoint. I try to get fruits. I have the grains mostly most of my mornings, mm-hmm. and 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 that's I think just because that's the way I grew up. I've been able to get off of it, and I and I will say. Eat what works for you. I'm a big proponent of don't let what some guy or some gal said in the 14th century decided this was going to be breakfast. There's no rules here. Yeah. If you want to go, and as Dan said, you know, Dr. Dan said, put kale in your oatmeal, put kale in your oatmeal. If you want to get up in the morning and eat, a, a salad, do it. I mean, it, 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 it. It doesn't, if it works for you, then let it work for you. Uh, but for me, what I try to do after I've had that morning, uh, mostly fiber-based grain meal, then I make sure I get some fruits. And what I do routinely is I'll take an apple, I'll slice it up, uh, stick that in a container. Stuff I can take to work is not going to rot. But uh, you can take it with you places. Take an apple, then I slice up a banana. Uh, Then usually I'll put some berries, uh, frozen berries in there with it. And then uh, for me, uh, I I use just a spoonful of and I mean a spoonful. I'm not talking about, you know, a, a, a soup plate full. A spoonful of natural, quote natural here, I'm using my hands, natural uh, peanut butter. And I buy the peanut butter that have the salt in it, that the oils come to the top, and then I pour the oil in the trash can, and I don't mix it. So I'm trying to get rid of all that fat, saturated fat, uh, that I don't necessarily need, but a spoonful of peanut butter, sometimes I have nuts, and that's kind of like a lunch. So I've got apple, banana, sometimes I'll throw in, you know, different types of fruits. So that's my fruit go-to. And then for uh, another lunch that I like to do sometimes, they call it a mixed root vegetable meal. It stays good. So in a container, and I'm thinking back to you, go places you go to work. Most people are still in the work mode. This works at home too. Get so many. What I do is I get my go tos are chop up some carrots or get the carrots mixed, get a little broccoli, uh, get uh, some other uh, radishes, whatever. I try to get whole whole things that won't go bad. Throw them in a box, and if I want to, I put a scoop of hummus in there. Or if not, I'm like what Dr. Dan says, I, I use the uh, nutritional yeast and throw some of that and, and, and it tastes pretty good. And, and don't forget Cholula. 
Yeah, man, I, I have to admit, before we started this podcast today, I, I, I skipped lunch, so I haven't had lunch Ooh. today. And let me tell you, I am getting pretty hungry now. So <laughs> it's, that, that sounds fantastic. That food, that sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, it, 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 so it takes planning and everything we do, but those are kind of my go-to, uh, my go-to lunches uh, and uh, try to... Try to get grains, maybe I cook up some rice, and maybe sometimes it's rice, and uh, when I'm at home, I can do this, but I can do it at work. Take some, uh, I have a rice mix uh, that I get from, uh, uh, gosh, the score out, and um, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's make a product, and it's got brown rice, radish seed, and black barley. I mix that with wild black rice, cook it up, and then I'll throw that in a pot. I, I cook it in a rice cooker thing that works pretty easily. And then I'll uh, put that in the fridge. And I take that with some frozen broccoli, mix it all together, stick it in the microwave, heat it up. And then uh, either spices or Cholula on top of it. Spices are better than Cholula because I'm getting rid of the uh, the salt and probably some of the preservatives, but and then that's 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 tasty. Yeah, I know uh, uh, with with patients who uh, show some interest in eating this way, what I'll do a lot of times is that this is one of the really rare situations where the internet is your friend. Mm. So if you have a favorite recipe that you want to eat, uh, you can whole food plant based. Um, uh, kind of to switch it to that kind of way by yeah. going to the search bar and just type whole foods plant-based and then say you want lasagna lasagna uh, and make a search you know uh, the people who've been out there eating this yeah. way for a while they are not afraid at all to share their recipes online you know so uh, now granted it's going to be really hard to find a whole foods plant-based ribeye <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you but, get that right yeah but for a lot of those casseroles and, and salads, you know, the things you take to the take to the potlucks, things like that, you know, many of those, those recipes, I call it veganized because it, it, there's, it's hard to say it's whole food plant-based, you know, but there a lot of those recipes and even the vegan recipes that aren't quite whole foods plant-based, usually with a substitution or two, they're very, very easily can be made whole food plant-based. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing I will tell patients is um, some of the online resources that are available. One of my favorites is from Neil Barnard. I think we mentioned him in the right. first podcast. His uh, website, uh, it's uh, www.pcrm.org. It's Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. He has a free 21-day kickstart plan on his website. So if you have no idea what this way of eating looks like, you can go there and it doesn't cost anything. You have a free 21-day plan in place. You can read through those, see what the recipes look like, and you know it's a great way to start. Excellent. I, I listen to his podcast. He has a weekly pod, almost like a daily podcast as well uh, that uh, his organization runs. It's not always on exactly... Uh, menu selection, there's other issues that come up, but uh, that's a great resource. Good program they got going there. Yeah, yeah. And I said, there's a lot of different books out there too. Um, the uh, Forks Over Knives has a good series. Uh, Plant Pure Nation, 
uh, has a great series of books, you know, and, and a lot of them have, uh, of course, recipes. Uh, we mentioned uh, Michael Greger, The How Not to Die. Right. Um, he actually has another book out called How Not to Diet. Yes, which, yeah. I, which is in my library. <laughs> yeah, so um, I haven't seen his, his uh, cookbook for How Not to Diet, mm. um, but uh, it, it is one that I would be interested to see. Uh, but uh, yeah, he uh, uh, there, there's a lot of recipes out there, and th- that's part of the trick to this too, is you have to eat food you enjoy. So find those recipes, and if you find a recipe that that didn't taste good, don't make it again. <laughs> and if you find one that that does work well for you, you know, put it in the rotation. Definitely. Right. I think it's it's important for people that uh, that eat with other people. Uh, Meaning, you eat with a friend all the time. You got a roommate, or uh, you, uh, you 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 eat with a relative, uh, or uh, someone you eat with on a regular basis. And let's say you're both trying to eat plant based, or you're both trying to get towards eating more plants. Um, what works for me and uh, my good. Uh, wife and best friend is what I, I, I just said, you eat what you want to eat. I'm not always going to eat exactly what she eats. And we've become okay with that. Yeah. Um, it, now granted, we don't have the babies at home anymore. Uh, they're both, uh, grown, uh, grown adults, uh, with their own families and friends and partners. But, so I don't have that challenge of saying, I don't want to eat this. Um, do have grandchildren over. But uh, for for me, if if I want to eat something some night, I'm gonna eat that. And if and if my my good wife wants to eat something different than I, that's okay too. Yeah. Uh, because you at the at the end of the meal, you gotta say it tasted good. I like it, um, and uh, I enjoyed it, and I feel good. All right, so uh, we talked about breakfast, lunch. I think we're going to forego dinner here. Um, a lot of times dinner will be very similar to, to lunch. It's just maybe bigger or smaller, depending. You know, there, there's some different schools of thoughts. There's one, one of the, 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 one of the king prince pauper type uh, mm-hmm. uh, way of eating. So uh, your dinner may be your lunch if you consider dinner to be your largest meal. <laughs> but uh, um, we'll forego that for now because we are running a little long here so but once again I want to thank everybody for coming out uh, and listening to our podcast um, uh, once again I'm Dr. Dan I'm uh, Bobby uh, the old eating guy I'm <laughs> glad to be here with Dr. Dan uh, well thank you very much enjoy the rest of your day please contact us at www.heartlandrooted.com or on our Facebook page, Plant Pure Nation, Heartland Rooted, Quad Cities. This podcast is not to replace the advice of your medical professional. Your medical professional should be made aware of any dietary changes you are making. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and should not be used to diagnose, treat, or manage any medical condition.